Here we are, Friday edition. Welcome in, everybody, here at Riverwind Casino, a great place, one of my favorite places on the planet, over 2,800 electronic games. Again, they've got any table game you're looking for, great poker room, bars and dining. You bet they have those, too. The Coupe House Bar is Major League. You've got the River Buffet tonight. It is steak night, all-you-can-eat steak for $29.99, all the side dishes and a great dessert bar afterwards. Here at the River Buffet at Riverwind Casino, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant is a great little pub restaurant with a great menu. You won't miss the game. They have TV sets in your individual booths there. It is unbelievable. And we told you about the 20K Holidays on Us promotion. Play with your Riverwind Wild Card until December 23rd, all the way through December 23rd. And if you're one of the top ten patrons out here at Riverwind with the most points on your wild card, you're going to win a grand prize bundle. And these are big-time bundles, $500 gift cards to various places. It is big time. You are going to be very happy if you're one of the top ten. They're going to announce those winners New Year's Eve or, pardon me, Christmas Eve at 5 o'clock. You need not be present to win. They will contact you. But get on out here and play as much as you can with your wild card and any of the electronic gaming machines in the 20K Holidays on Us. They are giving away $165,000 in cash and bonus play on New Year's Eve out here as well to ring in the new year from noon till midnight. So get out here and take part in that as well. Always something happening. Always a great chance to win here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. Parker, how we doing on this Friday? Well, you know, it's a it's a Friday, Steely. We almost made it to the weekend. Weird things have been happening this week. Weird things continue to happen. Weird things always happen this close to National Signing Day. So, no doubt it will be a bizarre few days ahead. But, you know, that's part and parcel of the experience of recruiting. And as we're five days away from National Signing Day, next Wednesday, of course, no doubt we are going to talk a lot throughout the show about probably one guy in particular, and that would be Peyton Bowen. But no doubt folks are going to have plenty of recruiting-related questions as we continue to wind down closer and closer to the conclusion of this recruiting cycle. Yeah, we thought maybe something could happen uh, last night. Fill us in. What do you think's going on? Is it just uh, Oklahoma still has to wait here? You still feeling good about Oklahoma's chances? What is happening with the Peyton Bowen situation? Oh, I look. I have no idea, Steely. I don't think anyone knows at this point exactly where this is going because the way that things have gone down over the last twenty four, forty eight hours have just been well, in a word, bizarre. And there was supposed to be some news yesterday. That news did not come down. Now there's talk about a potential visit to Oregon this weekend, which I, for one, do not buy, but that buzz is out there. And now all of a sudden, as we sit five days till signing day for Bowen, it looks like Notre Dame is increasingly out of the picture. The Irish did an in-home yesterday from everything that I was told and that others were told about that exchange between Peyton Bowen and Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame safeties coach Chris O'Leary. That kind of solidified the reality that the Irish are out of this. And now it looks like Oregon and Oklahoma. And Oregon was a name, it was a school that really nobody was mentioning in the recruitment of Peyton Bowen until a few days ago. And yet here the Ducks are trying to wreak havoc down the stretch 
in Bowen's recruitment. So it's been wild, and this is the nature of the beast with five stars in most cases. The Sooners were fortunate to get two real uh, low-maintenance five stars in terms of their recruitment in Jackson Arnold and P.J. Atabare, but they also got involved with two of the most high-maintenance five stars in terms of the circumstances surrounding their recruitment in D.J. Hicks and Peyton Bowen. So this is all going to be over in five days. I'm counting down like nobody else is right now, but we got five more days of this drama. We, uh, we saw a lot of crystal balls come out, uh, Peyton Bowen to Oklahoma. A lot of people have been uh, thinking that would eventually be uh, the case and how it all unfolded down the stretch anyway. But we did see a lot more crystal balls coming out for Peyton Bowen uh, over the last couple of days. With, with all that you're talking about, are you still confident? I think you've been in the 90% range, maybe up to 95 on Peyton Bowen, eventually winding up at Oklahoma. Where are you at percentage-wise now? My, the percentage is still very high in my mind. I said 90% Oklahoma yesterday, 10% Oregon. That 10% really only uh, representing the money factor because that's Oregon's whole pitch at this point. Peyton Bowen doesn't have relationships up there. He doesn't have familiarity up there. Uh, he doesn't have a girlfriend up there. And so the only reason you go to Oregon if you're Peyton Bowen is because of the money. And no doubt, like if that comes to fruition, there will be ways that everybody tries to spin it off. But that's the reality. Right now, Oregon's pitch is money for Peyton Bowen. Oklahoma's pitch is far more robust. It features the girlfriend. It features little brother Eli and his affinity for OU. It features the relationship with Jackson Arnold, as well as the relationships with Jay Valai and Brandon Hall, the proximity to home. So it, on paper, it makes a lot more sense for Oklahoma to end up with Peyton Bowen's commitment than it does Oregon. And two of the hallowed mantras of recruiting are, A, follow the visits, and B, girlfriends are undefeated. So from a logistical standpoint, there's a lot working in Oklahoma's favor here, and I still believe it'll win out in the end. Yeah, the the uh, the third factor in that equation, and you're right, the girlfriend factor is huge. Proximity, you know, Denton is not far from Norman. Uh, it's an easy trip. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Eli, as you said, his younger brother loves Oklahoma, uh, is going to come to Oklahoma unless something drastic changed there. But that is pretty much the scenario everybody's been talking about. But the third factor is now with the NIL era, money talks. And uh, we've seen that with DJ Hicks. And I know uh, his relationship, his uh, good buddy, best friend, Damian Sanford, being at A&M is a huge factor there. But certainly that's something uh, you have to compete with. And the Sooners are doing that. But they're not, they're not going to dole out millions of dollars for a five-star kid. I, I'm sure they've got a nice offer out there, Parker. But, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a, a Phil Knight kind of offer. Yeah, well, and Oregon is one of those schools that will always have more money than the rest. You know, Oregon, Miami, Texas A&M, kind of in that class all by themselves. Oregon has limitless money because of the Nike connection. Miami has limitless money because of John Ruiz and Life Wallet. And Texas A&M has limitless money, well, for a variety of different reasons. But they just ha happen to have a lot of very, very wealthy alumni to the point where they're one of the richest non-Ivy League universities in the entire country. So, uh, yeah, it, whenever you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a program like Oregon down the stretch, that makes you a little bit apprehensive. But I, I think it's very clear at this point 
what is driving Peyton Bowen's decision if the path doesn't lead him to Oklahoma? All right, we're here. I'm here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Always love being out here at Riverwind. we got Parker in uh, the Brown O'Haver Studios getting you ready for the weekend. Uh, a lot of stuff happening at recruiting-wise. Can you give me an update and uh, what your thought is right now on Oklahoma and Tecilia Kana? Uh, feeling good about that one. Uh, there's been some – there are those that are trying to push the narrative that Texas is still in play for Tecilia Kana. I don't buy that. I feel like most do not buy that. And Oklahoma is very solidly in the lead as far as that recruitment goes, and it's been that way for some time. So, uh, we, by the way, we got listeners texting in – pointing out that Braylon Presley just committed to Tulsa not 10 minutes How ago. How about that? So, Presley to the Golden Hurricane, which means Oklahoma's going to see him come September 15th. Yeah, that's right. Tulsa on the schedule. Uh, very interesting. We don't know if the Sooners had much interest in Braylon Presley. My guess is if he's committed to Tulsa. And then against Tulsa, and look, Kevin Wilson's a really good hire. He's a great offensive mind. Uh, that was a home run for Tulsa. Big win for Tulsa right there. So scratch Braylon Presley off your list of potential prospects in the portal for Oklahoma. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We will jump into the portal here in a little bit. I want to start with an Ortho Central clip of the day that I think you Sooner fans will really like. It is a trip down memory lane. Who do we have coming up in the Cheez-It Bowl? It's the Sooners in Florida State. Oklahoma's had a lot of success against FSU. 6-1 and one overall. Their only loss in the 1965 Gator Bowl to the Seminoles. Won the national championship in 2000 with that 13-2 win over the Knolls in the Orange Bowl. And how about a little audio? Remember the NBC team in the Orange Bowl back in the 80s? Don Crickey and Bob Trumpy. Here's about uh, 40 seconds of the call of the Sooners win over Florida State. Remember, they played Florida State in back-to-back years in the Orange Bowl. First time around, they beat Bobby Bowden and company 24-7. It was uh, it was a game that was controlled pretty much by Oklahoma. The second time around, when they came back the next year to play in Miami, the Sooners had to work for it. They were down late in the game. J.C. watched the Steve Rhodes touchdown pass, got the Sooners within 17-16, to and as you'll hear in this clip, Barry Switzer decided to go for two and the dub. Welcome to Miami and the 1981 Orange Bowl. The Seminoles of Florida State, the Sooners of Oklahoma. They're not going for any one point. Final lap. There you go. The Sooners scored with about, uh, well, they scored uh, the, t- the two-point play with about a minute 20 left in the game. Florida State, I think, had like a 60-yard field goal at the end of the game. That came up short, and the Sooners beat Bobby Bowden and Florida State in that matchup. 18-17 to was the final. J.C. Watts to Forrest Valora for a little Sooner Magic victory in the 1981 Orange Bowl. All right, let's take an opening break right here. Good to have you with us on a Friday. Mike Steele along with Parker Thune. It's the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. I'm here at Riverwind Casino. Love being out here. We also love Tim Lasher's company. Great former Sooner with a great company. 
Last year, Home Comfort Systems, they are sponsoring our first hour here on Steel Man and Thune on the Ref Radio Network. Let's break right here. We'll get to some of your texts. Coming up next on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, let's get that lit up, 405-651-3439. We shall return. Uh, yes, little ACDC money talks. Money talks here at Riverwind. You can win a lot of it. And uh, keep in mind the 20K Holidays on Us uh, promotion. Come on out, play with your wild card, play on any, every single one of the electronic gaming machines out here. Uh, you're eligible to play and get points on and uh, be one of the top ten patrons when they tally up the points December 24th. If you are... If you are, you're going to win one of 10 grand prize bundles with some great stuff, $500 gift cards in there and more, all happening here at Riverwind, and $165,000 worth of cash and bonus play from noon to midnight on New Year's Eve. Get out here and win your share of $165,000 in cash and bonus play here at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. All right. Uh, by the way, the uh, J.C. Can we hear that one more time, Parker? Of course. J.C. Watts, DeForest Valora. I want to hear that one more time. That's good nostalgia right there. Let's roll it. Welcome to Miami and the 1981 Orange Bowl. The Seminoles of Florida State, the Sooners of Oklahoma. They're not going for any one point. Final lap. There you go, Don Crickey on the call, Bob Trumpy on the color commentary, 1981 Orange Bowl, the two-point pass from J.C. Watts. Man, you follow was good to Oklahoma with the Selman brothers and J.C. Watts. And uh, then you have uh, Forrest Valora on the catch there. Sooners win the game. That came in the last minute and a half of the football game. Oklahoma wins 18-17 to back in the 1981 Orange Bowl. And that is our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central has clinics in Norman. Midwest City and now a brand new spot, Tri-City location, serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. That, again, was our ortho-central clip of the day. All right, Parker, you ready to go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Let's do it. Oh, this is a text that's right up your alley, Steely. This listener says, Steely, I don't know what your uncle's position has been about that 66 Florida State game. But I know my 81-year-old dad has never forgiven Ralph Neely for signing early with an agent and being ruled ineligible for that game. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I did not know that. But I'm sure well, if I that... asked my uncle about it, he would he would probably say the same thing. Yes. I guess that that almost predates you, doesn't it? 
Yeah, that would have been after the 65 season, I guess the 66 Gator Bowl. And I would have been uh, I would have been two and a half years old, something like that. But and you know that's another guy that we kind of forget about um, as time passes by. And and I kind of know a lot of the Bud era players, but maybe not enough. But Ralph Neely was a perennial All Pro player uh, for the Dallas Cowboys year after year, and uh, obviously was a great player at Oklahoma as well. Elsewhere on the text line, here's oh here's a thought. From a listener in the 405. The fact that Peyton Bowen is still debating this commitment while his girlfriend and best friend have already committed to Oklahoma tells me he is mentally not the kind of athlete BV and co. need in the locker room. The girlfriend alone should be enough for his commitment. He's chasing a bag. Great player or not, let him go. Well, that's that's an interesting take right there. That's for sure. I mean, here's here's the deal in a situation like that. Does it look like that? Yes, it does. But, you know, who is uh, who, who's fueling that, if that's indeed the case? Is it parents? Uh, is it a financial situation, uh, you know, that they've got to consider? I don't know, Parker. You never know. But uh, from all accounts, the people who've covered him and you've covered him, talked to him after games, stuff like that, he seems like a pretty good kid who comes from a pretty good family, right? Yes, he is. And here's... Oh. Somebody said, I can't imagine Parker's meltdown if Bowen pulls a stunt like Hicks. I might just go on vacation for the rest of the year if that happens. Uh, Here's the deal with Peyton Bowen. Here's what you got to understand. Much like the DJ Hicks situation, there are other interests at play here beyond just Peyton's. And that's what people need to understand. This is not a decision that Peyton Bowen is making in isolation. Would that it were that simple. It is not. And there are other folks that have certain desires as it pertains to the outcome of Bowen's recruitment. So that's kind of some backdrop as to why this has become such an ordeal down the stretch here. Look, I firmly believe that in the end, Peyton Bowen is going to go where Peyton Bowen wants to go, and I believe that's going to be Oklahoma. I believe that's been Oklahoma. But... It comes down to, well, how do, you, how do you make this type of decision and get everybody on board with it? And even if they're not on board with it, just simply to get to the point where everybody's okay with it. Uh, Derek says on the text line, as much as I'd love to have Bowen, if he ends up taking a bag, there's nothing to get bent out of shape about. And look, here, here's the deal. It, it may happen. There's a chance it happens, right? It happened with DJ Hicks. You can build these relationships, and you can recruit fervently, and you can do everything you can to get a kid in the Crimson and Cream, and at the end of the day, there may be somebody that pulls the strings behind the scenes. There may be a circumstance that arises, and all of a sudden, a recruitment that you thought was going your way ends up going a different direction, and... In the end, that's fine because most everybody will have forgotten it a few months down the line because once the season rolls around, it's all about the guys that are in that locker room, not about the guys that are elsewhere. So uh, Hicks was not the first, and he will be the not, and he will not be the last guy to leave Oklahoma at the altar. Obviously, that was one of the more dramatic instances of such an occasion in recent memory, but this has happened before. It'll happen again. 
I think Peyton Bowen's a Sooner at the end of the day. I think most everyone across the industry still feels that way despite all this buzz for Oregon. And look, you can't fault a kid for taking all the time that he could possibly take to make a decision like this, especially when, like I mentioned, you got other interests beyond just his own at play in this whole thing. Yeah, and, and that's just the reality of uh, modern-day college football recruiting. Uh, it's a big part of it, clearly. And, I, look, I don't know what the uh, discrepancy is, what it might end up being with Oregon and Oklahoma in terms of what they could give Peyton Bowen in terms of uh, NIL uh, dollars or NIL set up uh, once he gets on campus, that kind of thing. But let's face it, I mean, if we all had that decision, and let's say it's, it's, it's $500,000 or something like that, and you look at it and, you know, man, $1,000 to me at that age was a lot of money. I can only imagine what might be going through my head uh, if I was looking at a deal like that. And, again, if you invest that, again, that's still life-changing money. It doesn't sound like a ton, uh, when you hear about some of the money that's uh, going around these days in sports, but if you, you know, invest that and manage it properly, that again is is life changing money for a family. So, you know, I don't uh, I don't begrudge anybody, you know, having to make that kind of decision if if they do, because I don't know what their financial situation is, and it wouldn't be an easy decision. But again, uh, it seems like on the David Hicks deal, Parker. And, again, is it completely done? We don't know yet. It looks like he's going to go and stick with A&M. But it seemed like in that situation when everybody was expecting David Hicks to pick Oklahoma the day he decided and committed to A&M that the Sooners' relationship lost out to two things, A&M money and the fact that, you know, his best buddy was also going to A&M. And uh, so you you don't just win – Recruiting battles in this day and age on your tradition, you know, the uh, the uh, reputation of your program and the coach's relationship with said player, a lot of times there are other factors coming into play here. Elsewhere on the text line, uh, <sighs> we got everybody trying to read into this situation. Somebody said, this is what I gather from all this. Mama Bowen does not like Peyton's girlfriend and wants distance between them. Oh, okay, he followed up and said, I don't really think this. Okay. Um, Kendall is raging. It's been a rough afternoon for Kendall so far since Braylon Presley committed to Tulsa. Kendall says, I guess Oklahoma doesn't like playmakers. I hope Tulsa beats OU and Presley has three to four touchdowns. It's been a, it's been a rough recruiting year on the Kendall front. Kendall uh, was, you know, he, he was waving the flag for Cole Adams to come to Oklahoma. He ends up going to Alabama. Uh, and now here's it's like a second chance. Look, here's Braylon Presley. He's available. And now Braylon Presley is going to Tulsa. I think it's pretty clear in this deal, Parker, that the Sooners' interest in Braylon Presley, I mean, it's kind of – I'm not trying to dog Tulsa here at all. And, again, I think Kevin Wilson's a really good hire for them. But – you would think if Oklahoma's interest was really uh, intense and if they were really focused on Bra- Braylon Presley, they probably could have gotten Braylon Presley, don't you think? I mean, seems like that to me. Yeah, they could have. They could have had Braylon Presley if they wanted Braylon Presley. That wasn't a secret. And at the, at the end of the day, they didn't want Braylon Presley. People certainly have feelings on that. I know I do. 
But what happens, happens. Uh, somebody on the text line said, also from the 918, said, Suck it, Kendall. We have better running backs. <laughs> Jeez, here we go. Here we go. All right, break time right here. Friday, Steelman and Thune. I'm at Riverwind Casino. Love it out here. Festive atmosphere. The renovation continues. They're getting close to being done. Just saw my man Justin, uh, the GM out here, walking by in a pretty, pretty nice uh, Christmas sweater out here. Pretty, pretty good. Everybody's got to have a nice Christmas sweater. We've got a big uh, party at Chase Stadium tomorrow night as well. So maybe I'll have to dig out my ugly Christmas sweater. Now, Justin's was really nice, though. All right, break time right here. We'll get back to the text line. We're going to hear from Baker Mayfield, who met the media in L.A. last night, coming up as well. Keep it here on The Ref. We are back. Mike Steely here at Riverwind Casino. Parker back at the Brown O'Haver Studios. It can be about the money, no doubt, in recruiting these days. By the way, one of the uh, top five rock and roll albums of all time, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. Must listen. About 37 minutes of pure genius. Gilmore and Waters, I mean, big time, big time. All right, is money going to play a big role down the stretch in this Peyton Bowen recruitment? We shall see. There's my favorite little chihuahua back out today. Great-looking dog. What a great-looking dog. Let me pet this dog. Come on over. We said hello last week. What a good-looking dog it is. What's up, buddy? How you doing? You look good, man. You look really good. Thank you. All right, uh, I can't resist petting this little uh, service chihuahua out here. What a cute dog. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 in the Air Covered Solutions text line. Right before we go there, I want to tell you about a great dentist because I had somebody uh, text me recently, Steely, who is the dentist who repaired your tooth for the Bahamas trip? And I said, Dr. Tim Brooks, North May in Edmond, online at timjbrooksdds.com. Number to call for an appointment, 405-369-5212. That is 405-369-5212. They'll do a great job for you. You know, I live in northwest Norman, and I will travel, depending on traffic, 45 minutes to an hour to go and continue to see Dr. Brooks because I like Dr. Brooks that much. I love his staff there. They're awesome, friendly, professional. It's a really relaxing environment. They will do great work for you. Uh, with your smile, you need whitening, repair, whatever you need done. They've got all the state-of-the-art equipment to get it done for you. Plus, they're just super cool up there. I really, really, really like uh, Dr. Brooks. And, again, his staff super friendly, and it's a great place. All right, Dr. Tim Brooks on North May and Edmond, 405-369-5212 or online at timjbrooksdds.com. They will also do online consultations. Okay, Parker, let's uh, let's venture back into the uh, text line world. It is 12.38 p.m. on December 16th, 2022, and Mule Shoe is still a mouse. That's on the text line. Okay, yeah, all right. I think most of us uh, would agree, yes. 
Uh, Parker, are you going to retract your crystal ball for the other Bowen? If Peyton chooses Oregon, I hope OU pulls the offer for Eli away. Go get someone that wants to be at OU. No, I will not be retracting that crystal ball regardless of the outcome because Eli is probably going to end up at Oklahoma regardless of what happens with Peyton. The Sooners have recruited those two independently of one another. Eli, honestly, has been all in with Oklahoma for longer than Peyton has. He's had strong interest in Oklahoma for even longer than Peyton has. And even if Peyton were, go, were to go to Oregon, I believe Eli would still end up at Oklahoma. Now, uh, I, I don't understand that sentiment. I, I hope OU pulls the offer for Eli away. Go get someone that wants to be at OU. Why would what happened with the older brother affect the recruitment of the younger brother? That is my question. Because Eli is not involved in any of this. Right now, this, this whole deal is between Peyton and Oklahoma. Everything that's going down right now is strictly between Peyton and the Sooners and Oregon and Notre Dame, for that matter. Eli's a very quiet, business-like kid, tremendous football player. He's low drama, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't crave the spotlight. That's the type of kid that would fit at Oklahoma, does fit at Oklahoma, and I think he realizes he does fit at Oklahoma. And if you ask anybody who leads for Eli Bowen right now, it's Oklahoma. The answer is Oklahoma, regardless of what happens with Peyton Bowen. And I'm not the only recruiting expert that has put in a crystal ball prediction for Eli over the last 24 hours based on the direction that things are tra trending with Peyton because those two want to play together if at all possible. That's another reason why I tend to believe Oklahoma ends up securing Peyton's commitment as well. Okay, let me ask you this um, about Peyton Bowen. We, uh, at, at some point, you know, there was an uneasy, I always had an uneasy feeling about Colton Vosick because of his dad's background playing at Texas and how difficult it would be for a high school kid, you know, to uh, just walk through daily life being committed to Oklahoma when you live there in Austin and your dad played at Texas. So I always kind of thought, I don't think that commitment's going to stick. Then we started hearing stuff. We really didn't hear a lot about DJ Hicks. We, everybody expected he was going to announce for Oklahoma, and that day, you know, it was like the Gap Band. He dropped a bomb on everybody, and it was Texas A&M. But then on uh, Anthony Evans, we kind of started hearing some rumblings. Yeah, you know, he's going to the Georgia-Tennessee game. Well, it's just, you know, his mom's a big Georgia fan, and probably not that big a deal. He's still talking up Oklahoma. Don't worry about it. Lo and behold, he wins up uh, at Georgia. So there was a little smoke with Vosick. There was some smoke with Evans. And Sooner fans want to be optimistic and think, well, I don't know. I think they'll still, you know, uh, come to Oklahoma. Are, are we starting to see some of that smoke with Peyton Bowen, or is this just a little bit here? Not, not too much to worry about. What's uh, your take? I, I wouldn't be worried about it right now. Now, if he, if he ends up visiting Oregon this weekend, <laughs> well, at that point, I feel like you can kiss it goodbye. Now, I don't think he will end up visiting Oregon this weekend. And you also got to keep in mind that regardless of how much money is on the table, this is going to be – how do I phrase this properly? Peyton is 18 years old. He can sign where he wants to sign. And provided that he has it in him to just tell some of the people around him, no, I'm going to do what I want to do before National Signing Day, he's going to end up at Oklahoma. And if he doesn't – Man, that burns bridges with so many people. It burns bridges with Jackson Arnold. 
It burns bridges with the girlfriend. It it behooves Peyton Bowen right now to end up at Oklahoma and to pick Oklahoma in the end. Um, somebody on the text line said, is Bowen Hicks 2.0? No, no, not really. Hicks, I, that's – it didn't seem like it, but in the end, and especially with everything that's gone down in that recruitment over the last couple of months since he committed to Texas A&M, it's become increasingly here, clear that the Hicks recruitment is just and was just – a bidding war, and you get in a bidding war with Texas A&M, more often than not, they're going to win. Um, somebody said, screw Bowen, can we talk about how Trace Ford's visit went? Yeah, look, we've been talking about it from the minute Trace Ford entered the transfer portal a couple weeks back. Oklahoma was in the driver's seat from the get-go with him, and by all accounts, that visit went exceptionally well. Uh, I know he's visited Auburn. I know he's visited SMU. To me, that really doesn't matter a whole heck of a lot. I expect Trace Ford at this point in time to be a Sooner unless something changes drastically, and it could, right? It always could. You always got to have some sort of caveat at play here because especially with portal guys, even more so than traditional high school recruits, NIL is going to loom large in today's day and age. This is the reason why recruiting – like. You're going to have to just accept, if you want to follow and stay in tune with recruiting, that things are going to change on a dime sometimes. And more often than not, it's because of the financial factor. All right, by the way, if you're just joining us and uh, you're not one of those uh, people that spends uh, your entire existence on social media, you may not know yet that Braylon Presley did announce uh, about 45 minutes ago that he is coming home to play at the University of Tulsa. So Braylon Presley, again, uh, going to TU to play for Kevin Wilson and the new staff there with the Golden Hurricane. All right, 405-651-3439, the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's get a couple more a couple more in before we break. Well, actually, why don't we break right here, Parker? It is 1245. I want to stay on the clock, so I don't want to give a, a short segment to anybody. But, by the way, when we went to the break on the last, I love – that plank promo for the plank show where it just starts with plank saying my crazy person so good so good he's not i mean he can be at times but most of the time he is not he is uh he is a regular individual very talented one though all right break time right here coming right back steel man and thune friday afternoon we shall return here on the home of sooner fans the ref radio network No communication breakdowns here, at least not yet. I'm here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Love Riverwind. Uh, Again, the 20K Holidays on Us promotion. Get out here, play with your Riverwind wild card on any. I'm talking about every single electronic gaming machine out here is part of the deal. And if you finish with the top ten Uh, Most points among all the patrons out here, they will uh, tally up the points, make the announcement. Uh, Christmas Eve at 5 o'clock here at Riverwind, and if you're one of the top ten point accumulators among all of the patrons out here uh, playing these electronic gaming machines at Riverwind, you're going to win a grand prize bundle. They're giving away ten. They're big time. 
$500 gift cards and other stuff in these grand prize bundles. It is going to be tremendous. All you have to do is just play with your wild card here at Riverwind Casino. And don't forget, on New Year's Eve, get out here and win your share of $165,000 in cash and bonus play. That will be up for grabs from noon to midnight on New Year's Eve. Here at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Okay. Uh, how about Brock Purdy getting it done again last night? Parker, four, uh, 21 to 13. George Kittle had a couple of touchdown catches for the 49ers who clinched the uh, NFC West. And uh, Brock Purdy's played some pretty good football. Uh, and we haven't seen, you know, usually what we would see at Iowa State with Brock Purdy is he would play some pretty good football, pretty good football. Looks good, looks good, boom, big turnover, big game-changing turnover. But it hasn't happened yet with the 49ers. No, it hasn't, and <laughs> it's kind of astonishing, right? Because he, here's I was having a text exchange with a, a friend last night, and, and this friend happens to be a 49ers fan, and one of the things they said was, look, you get in a situation like that, you're Brock Purdy, your job is just to not wreck the car. Because the 49ers are a playoff team, they clinched, Last night, but they were already they they were looking like a surefire playoff team and potential Super Bowl contender before they lost Jimmy Garoppolo. You step into that situation and you are Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, twenty twenty two, the final pick in the NFL draft, and your job is just to keep the wheels from falling off the carriage. And he's done that to his credit. He hasn't tried to do too much. He's been efficient. He hasn't put the ball in harm's way. He's done everything that a backup quarterback should do when thrown into the fire in that type of situation. So, yeah, man, props to Brock Purdy. He's playing very good football, and he's got the 49ers looking like they may just have an opportunity to go to the NFC Championship uh, and contend for a Super Bowl berth despite the loss of not only Trey Lance but Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Yeah, we may get uh... – Brock Purdy and uh, maybe Jalen Hurts in the NFC Championship. Who knows how it's going to play out. The Eagles right now, you've got to have, uh, I think most people would have Jalen Hurts again as their MVP, which is, again, a great story. Uh, And he fooled me. I thought that Jalen Hurts would have a a hard time being a reliable starter in the NFL and probably would end up being a backup. But, man, the guy, you know what he does? He just keeps working, and he keeps the main thing the main thing. That's what Jalen Hurts does, and, man, they are – they are tearing it up. So, And uh, George Kittle, you know, when he was playing at Norman High, we all thought, yeah, he's a good player. There's no doubt he's a, he's a really good player. But to become one of the top two or three best tight ends in the NFL, I don't know if we all thought that was the ceiling for George Kittle, but he's there. He is there. And, again, two touchdown catches for him last night in their victory over Seattle. Uh, Sooner men's basketball team will play tomorrow at 2 o'clock against Central Arkansas. Uh, before they go out to Charlotte and play in the Jumpman Invitational against Florida. Uh, that's December 30th, I believe. And then uh, the OU women will play on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Both the Sooner men and the women uh, will be on ESPN Plus, of course. Sooner men against Central Arkansas tomorrow at 2 o'clock. OU women at 8-1 for Jenny Baranchek, ranked 24th in the country, will play Southern at 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, ESPN Plus. Uh, we have some NFL football tomorrow, by the way. We have Indian-Minnesota at noon on the NFL Network. All these games are NFL Network games tomorrow. Uh, the Ravens at the Browns, 3.30, and the Miami Dolphins at Buffalo. The night game 
on the NFL Network. On Sunday, uh, the Cowboys go to Jacksonville. That won't be an easy game. I mean, Dallas had problems, but they, they got it done at the end against the uh, Texans. Jacksonville's 5-8. and eight. Much better Jacksonville team without Urban Liar in there. Uh, will the Cowboys be able to get that road victory? The Chiefs should have an easy time against the Texas and Texans in Houston. And uh, we'll hear from Baker Mayfield next hour. Really can't wait to see that matchup between the Rams and Green Bay. Both teams, obviously, huge disappointments. The uh, defending Super Bowl champions, 4-9. and nine. Uh, The Packers are at 5-8 and eight in the year. But to see Baker Mayfield play at Lambeau, didn't Baker throw the, the last time when Cleveland played the Packers? I think Baker had four picks. He did, didn't he? Yep. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, that'll be a fun game to watch, no doubt. We do have the Bahamas Bowl going on right now. Miami of Ohio and UAB. It is 13 to 10, Miami O over the Blazers late in the third quarter. We have another bowl game, first day of bowl season. Uh, coming up, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl in Orlando, Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners against Troy. And that is uh, coming up this afternoon. So bowl season is officially underway. Uh, Thunder in action tonight, 7 o'clock, taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They'll play Memphis, which blew out Milwaukee last night. Uh, that will be a Saturday matchup, but tonight for Oklahoma City, 7 o'clock, at the Paycom Center against the Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City, 11-17 and 17 on the season. Parker, do we have time to get a text or two in before we uh, close out the first hour? Uh, one listener says, did you guys talk about Chance Fitzgerald committing to Virginia Tech? Uh, no, we did not. Late OU wide receiver offer Chance Fitzgerald did commit to Virginia Tech a little less than an hour ago, so he's officially off the board. Another says, tracking the Bowens recruitment is like watching Inception. Things are happening, but nobody has a clue what's going on. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I, I don't want people to misunderstand here. The odds are still overwhelmingly high that Oklahoma ends up with Peyton Bowen. But... Oregon has made this thing interesting, at least somewhat interesting, down the stretch here. So I still believe Bones is sooner in the end. I think it all makes too much sense. Uh, Another listener asks, what transfer wide receiver will OU most likely get since they are turning away from Micah Tease? Yeah, the guys that I would keep an eye on are Trey Harris, uh, formerly of Louisiana Tech. Uh, That is one name to know, as well as Caden Prather formerly of West Virginia. Some Sooner fans may remember him for the way that he contributed to the Mountaineers' first ever Big 12 victory over the Sooners uh, back in November when they toppled OU 23-20 up in Morgantown. There you go. We'll uh, we'll talk a little more portal uh, next hour. We also have Brandon Drum coming up for his Friday visit with us, 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon, 247 Sports OU Insider. Uh, Parker's podcast partner as well will join us again coming up today at 135. Thank you, Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, for sponsoring our first hour. We'll be back with hour two next.
Steelman and Thune, hour number two here at Riverwind Casino. Every day here at Riverwind is a great day. Fridays are super special. You have steak night at the River Buffet. All-you-can-eat steak for $29.99. All the side dishes you can handle. Great dessert bar afterwards. Uh, Saturday night, we have steak night at the River Buffet. Great brunch on Sunday. Great restaurants. Great dining out here. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. They've got a big-time food court. And, again, uh, the Coupe Ale House Bar right in the middle of the gaming floor, which is spectacular as well. It's all happening here at Riverwind Casino. Happy to be here, as always, on a Friday. Hour number two, also brought to you by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72, great deals to be had on cars, trucks, SUVs, or pre-owned vehicles, and a tremendous guarantee after the sale, oil changes, engines for life, on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. All right, uh, the top of the hour is kind of the reset button in radio, uh, you know, in pretty much any broadcast uh, situation. Um, So... For those who may just be joining us, we've talked about it already, but uh, Parker says things are getting interesting in air quotes with Peyton Bowen. Doesn't mean that Peyton Bowen's not going to be, you know, an Oklahoma Sooner when signing day rolls around next Wednesday. But Parker, as you said, Oregon, the Ducks, uh, they have waddled into this with with some NIL money and are at least making things uh, somewhat interesting down the stretch. They have indeed waddled into this, Steely. And this doesn't have the same vibes as DJ Hicks and Texas A&M to me. I don't think it ends up going that direction. I think that's because, as we talked about throughout the first hour, OU has a lot more to offer Peyton Bowen than they did to offer DJ Hicks in terms of interpersonal relationships, in terms of connections. And so... It, they, those situations are not an apples-to-apples comparison with one another. But that said, Oregon has at the very least given Peyton Bowen and his family something to think about down the stretch here. My belief is still that he will be in Oklahoma sooner and be the highest-ranked defensive pledge in this class for OU. But as we sit here five days away from National Signing Day, I would be lying if I said that there was a 0% chance he was an Oregon Duck in the end because Oregon has made this thing, uh, yeah, interesting is a good word. At the very least, they have made it interesting. Okay, and uh, news earlier today, Braylon Presley announced, uh, you know, that he left uh, Oklahoma State for the portal, and a lot of Sooner fans got excited. They saw all the plays this kid made at Bixby. He was unbelievable. He was like the Tyreek Hill of Oklahoma high school football uh, for a couple years. Uh, And Sooner fans got excited. But the University of Tulsa is where Braylon Presley is going to be playing. Made that announcement at noon today. Uh, Braylon Presley Parker coming back to Tulsa to play for the Golden Hurricane. Oh, man. That means Oklahoma's going to get a handful of Braylon Presley come September 16th when they travel up to green country to take on Kevin Wilson and the Golden Hurricane. And, like, I think Braylon Presley, especially at a place like Tulsa where he's going to have the opportunity to shine and be utilized in a dynamic, multifaceted role in the offense, man, he's going to have one heck of a career. And... It just was never really happening for him at Oklahoma State. He was part of the mass exodus there. I firmly believe that's a guy that OU should have pursued more so than they did. But 
you feel good for the kid because he gets to go back home, gets to play in front of all the people that he played in front of throughout his high school career. And again, somewhere like Tulsa, he's going to be the big man on campus. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the uh, the other pitches would be, you want to go to Oklahoma and get lost in a rotation there and have to share the football a lot. Uh, that's probably the way I would have pitched it as well. I'm not saying that was the exact pitch from Tulsa, but it certainly would make sense. So Braylon Presley is going to be playing again at the University of Tulsa. Okay, uh, down the stretch, you said you still feel good about Tassilia Kana. Uh, winding up at Oklahoma. Uh So what about other high school kids? Uh, Obviously, everybody's looking at Peyton Bowen. Everybody's looking at Tosilia Kana. What about other high school kids? What's going on with Micah Tease? And beyond those two, Bowen and uh, Kana, who else do you think Oklahoma uh, could have in this class when it all comes together next Wednesday? Yeah, well, it doesn't look like Oklahoma's pursuing Micah Tease anymore. Looks like they have pulled off of that, which is, it's been a weird situation. And Sooner James in Wisconsin asked, what is OU's aversion to Micah Tease? I don't know, and I'm honestly kind of disappointed and surprised that OU handled the Tease recruitment the way that they did, because 48 hours ago, I would have told you Tease is going to be a Sooner. That's the way things were trending at that point in time, OU was expressing very heavy interest in adding him to the class as a wide receiver. And then I think, honestly, what it comes down to is OU starting to gain confidence with a few transfer receivers, Trey Harris of Louisiana Tech, uh, one guy that we've continued to mention that is very, very high atop that list. And so it seems that Micah Tease has just kind of become lost in the shuffle once again. And the word is he's going to visit Texas A&M this weekend, so it could be the Aggies that end up flipping the four-star Booker T product uh, and not Oklahoma. Could be the Aggies that end up flick, flipping him from Arkansas here late down the stretch. All right, and uh, portal developments. What's going on? We talked about uh, Braylon Presley making his announcement for Tulsa at noon today. Uh, what's going on with some of the other names in the portal? The Sooners have done well with their first three, clearly, with uh, Jacob Lacey, Austin Stogner. And uh, then getting Deshaun McCullough to come with his brother coming in uh, as well, Day McCullough, the safety. But Deshaun McCullough considered to be one of the big prizes in the portal. Certainly, I would think up in the top five or so. And Stogner and Lacey also very well thought of as well. What What do you think would be next for Oklahoma portal-wise? <sighs> what could be next for Oklahoma from a portal perspective? I... I would think, well, they're hosting a couple wide receivers. They're hosting Trey Harris uh, this weekend. So that's a position that they're going to try to shore up. Uh, We've talked about Trace Ford. That's a key target in the portal for OU. I think OU is going to do their best to add at least one linebacker. That would be my guess. Um, Boy, Somebody on the text line said, heard OSU fans are comparing Trace Ford to Kevin Durant. If he does transfer here, let's just give him number 35. Wow. Of course, I, I I suppose to a certain extent that's understandable. When was the last? Has there? Remind me, Steely. You're older than I am. You have more of a breadth of knowledge in this regard. How many players have ever transferred from Oklahoma State to Oklahoma? You know, I I'm not thinking of any right off the top of my head. Now, I'm sure somebody in the text line, because we've got so many people who are on the text line, maybe can think of somebody. But I, you know, the the closest thing I can think of was kind of like when. 
And, and it's not the same situation when Ryan Broyles was committed to Oklahoma State and then flipped to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, things like that have happened. But I, I can't recall anybody. And maybe maybe it's just my old man memory. I don't know. But that would be very interesting. Trace Ford is uh, a really good player when healthy. He's had some injury issues, obviously, he's had to deal with. But he's been a productive player when healthy. So maybe the text line, the Air Comfort Solutions text line can help us out with that because right off the top of my head, I'm, you know, I don't know that anybody's had the guts to do that that I can think of because you're instantly, you know, the other fan base, you are, uh, you're, you're Mule Shoe or Kevin Durant is a good comparison to a certain extent. Elsewhere on the text line, uh, Jeff Lebby's offense has to have big receivers to be effective. I don't know why Lebby can't find a place for Presley. Well, maybe it's just that. Maybe that's it. He's not very big. I don't know. But uh, I will say, size right now among Oklahoma's receiving core, uh, you got a lot of it. Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson, obviously lost Theo Weiss. He was kind of the the biggest receiver with experience. J.J. Hester's a big body uh, at the tight end position. You've got Austin Stogner coming back. You've got Caden Helms, uh, who's honestly as much of – as much of a wide receiver as he is a tight end. Um, somebody said Cale Davis in baseball this year transferred from Oklahoma State to Oklahoma. That is true. Uh, somebody mentioned Seymour Shaw went from OU to OSU. That would have been, what, 20 years ago, Steely? Yeah, Seymour Shaw. That's right. Yes, from uh, Shawnee, right? Yes. That's a good one. And, uh, yeah, so there you go, text line. Thank you very much. Seymour Shaw was uh, – Pretty highly recruited, too, at the running back position. Good uh, call. Bro- Excellent call. Broken Arrow Fat Boy says, who's the defensive tackle from North Carolina? That would be Keyshawn Silver, and that is another name to know out of the portal if you're an Oklahoma fan because you're talking about impact interior guys. Keyshawn Silver is somebody with that type of potential, and I do know the Sooners have some interest there. We will see what happens. Um Somebody said, as long as Gordon Reese doesn't get involved for Oregon, I believe OU will win out for Peyton Bowen. <laughs> Gordon Reese, I think that is the – is that the only name that – the only replay official – replay official's name that Sooner fans immediately go to? I mean, it's got to be. Gordon Reese, I remember I, – I, I pictured Gordon Reese – I don't think I ever saw a pick of him, but I pictured him in my mind – as Mr. Magoo. Now that's an older reference lost on younger listeners, but you can Google up Mr. Magoo. He was he was you know half blind, and he was always th- looking through these uh, you know Coke bottle uh, gl- glasses to see, and that's kind of how I pictured Gordon Reese. But I, I still remember <laughs> so bad, by the way. But they had quoted Gordon Reese, and I can't remember if it was one of the Oklahoma papers, if it was the Oklahoma transcript, or. Maybe it was, you know, one out in Oregon, but he's like, the Oklahoma fans are, are calling me and cursing me out at home. It's horrible. So that was way before Twitter, but the OU fans were apparently still reaching out and got somehow got Gordo's home number back in the day. So there you go. Uh, somebody on the All text right. line simply asked, David Aguebu, question mark? I mean, I, I, I really don't know what the question is there. Yeah, David Aguebu is going to be back next season. He's going to be a member of the linebacker core. I, I, I honestly don't know if he starts. I would think Jaron Kanick pushes very, very hard 
to be one of the starters alongside Danny Stutzman and Deshaun McCullough in that linebacker core. Yeah, and Aguebu, very inconsistent at times. You're like, man, that kid's making plays today. And then the next game, you're like, wow, where is he? Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, clearly it looks like uh, Deshaun McCullough would be in line to be the uh, the cheetah. I mean, he looks like the, uh, the, the textbook kind of prospect you want at that position. And he already played uh, one great season at Indiana. So clearly he has a chance to be uh, – and should be an instant impact guy on the defensive side of the ball for the Sooners next year. Okay, break time right here. Mike Steely, Riverwind Casinos, where I reside here on Fridays. We got Parker back in the Brown O'Haver studios. We do have Brandon Drum on the way here in about 20 minutes. We'll get his take on what's happening in recruiting. With Peyton Bowen, Akana, also uh, in the portal, all of that stuff. Brandon will discuss coming up at 135. When we get back, let's hear from Baker Mayfield. He met with Rams reporters last night, and Aaron Rodgers talking about Baker next. Okay, we're back with you. Mike Steely here at Riverwind Casino. Parker back at the Brown O'Haver Studios on a Friday. It's Friday. Let's party. How's everybody? Hope you're good. Heading into the weekend and uh, Christmas not far away. Next Wednesday, signing day, only five days away. Parker, you're going to be pretty busy on Wednesday, and you're going to be doing uh, basically reports throughout the day, correct? Yes, I will. So I'll be driving all over creation. Not really quite sure exactly where yet, but we'll be driving around quite a bit on signing day, checking out the Sooners' commits as they put pen to paper, and uh, doing regular segments throughout the day via the phone line, via the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, I should say, to update you all on anything that happens late in the process. There you go. Speaking of uh, vehicles, you'll be out there in the White Buffalo. So I, I go out today, and I leave about 10 after 11 to get over here to Riverwind, set up our equipment. It's it's normally they're, they're so good setting everything up out here. I just plug and play our equipment. It takes a couple minutes. I did get behind uh, a big traffic jam uh, once I got off Highway 9 onto 35, but we got here in time. Anyway, so you'll be out in the White Buffalo. I went out to my vehicle in the ref parking lot today. And I was taking the equipment out with me, and I noticed that somebody, like, sideswiped my vehicle, put a dent in, like, the back uh, bumper area, you know, on the side. And there's, like, a white streak and everything, and there's an, there's a dent there. It's not a major dent, but it's not a, a small one either. And I'm thinking, great. So somebody just, you know, back. It, it had to, obviously, it happened in a parking lot somewhere. And I had no idea, and Shay was like, yeah, I saw that when I was getting the mail the other day. So it's a couple days old, 
But I'm like, thank you, pal. Appreciate that. You just back into the vehicle and leave a big dent and leave. Here's what's not cool about insurance either. What did I do in this situation? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. And, you know, you got to come get your deductible if you're going to get it fixed. Now, this is an older vehicle. Shay, my deal is I, I use my vehicle to tote stuff and just get to work and back, and that's pretty much it. We drive. It's our vehicle, but it's the one that she drives everywhere. It's really nice, big-time Nissan Armada, really cool. But, you know, it's still, it looks junky now because of that, and somebody just drove away. So you have to come up with the deductible. The dude gets away, you know, by sideswiping the car. Whatever happened, he clearly backed into it, he or she, I don't know. But, and then if you report it, what happens? There's a good chance your insurance rates go up, right? Are we blaming T.J. Perry? Are we going to hold him accountable for this? No, I think T- I don't think T.J. would be guilty. I don't think it was anybody in the. There would be nobody at the ref that would do that and not say anything. I am confident of that, one hundred percent. It probably happened at Seven Eleven or somebody, someplace like that. Who knows? But you know, so you do nothing, right? Indeed, you do nothing, and. You've got to either get it fixed, which I guess we will, but, you know, pay the deductible and do that, and then you do that, get it fixed, and then there's a good chance your insurance rates go up, too. Do you remember? So, basically, uh, go ahead. Do you remember about a year, a little over a year ago, October of 21, we had just started doing this show together at the time, but uh, Mm -hmm. do you remember when I got rear-ended by a drunk driver and had a big dent in the back of my, well, at that time, the Taurus? Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> so it turns out, it's similar situation, right? The drunk driver, turns out, doesn't have insurance. So right. it's a similar situation with my insurance because, again, I did nothing, but now you either just got to live with the dent or you got to pay to get the car fixed. I did about a week ago. I finally got a check from the Norman District Attorney's Office for $105. That was the really? uh, that was the outcome of the case, uh, which I had not heard anything on in a year. So I had no idea that was even still a thing. But as it turns out, uh, they tried the individual that uh, rear-ended my vehicle, and he was apparently convicted, I guess. And I ended up getting a check for a hundred and five dollars. So that was the uh, the valuation of the damage to my vehicle was a hundred and five dollars. So did you did you get it fixed and everything on the Taurus? I'm trying to remember. No, Was I did a little dent. I did yeah, not end up did. getting it fixed. Because again, why? You're probably thinking, well, if I get this fixed, it's going to cost me a deductible, whatever. And then there's a chance. The how do the insurance rates go up? It doesn't look. If you're an insurance person out there, I'm not dogging you at all. Uh, okay, at all. But it just it doesn't make much sense to me that I. Put my car in a parking lot somewhere. Somebody hits my vehicle, drives away. I've got to, uh, you know, file a claim, get it fixed. There'll be some money out of pocket, clearly. And then there's a chance the rates go up because I did nothing. I guess it's just the cost of driving a vehicle. Anyway, I just couldn't believe that today. And, it, it, and I just looked at that. I'm like, what is, oh, my, you've got to be kidding me. So, anyway. All right. Uh, Baker Mayfield. The greatest comeback in the history of sports, ladies and gentlemen, was eight days ago when Baker Mayfield led the Super Bowl champion, the bruised and battered L.A. Rams, back 
to beat the Raiders at SoFi Stadium with a 98-yard drive to win the game. It was awesome. Now Baker gets to play his next matchup on Monday night at historic Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. The Rams are four and nine. The Packers are four and eight. They've uh, the Packers are five and eight. They've both been disappointments. But Baker's a story again in the NFL after what he did last week. Here is Baker meeting with the Rams media last night, talking about last week and looking ahead to Lambeau Monday night. What's it like now that you? gotten a little bit more time to kind of get into the mix here how, how much progress you feel like you're making um it's definitely nice to be able to take a deep breath a little bit um no it, it's obviously today was our you know pseudo wednesday practice so you know the first part of the game plan getting used to it and getting out there for some actual live reps um so it, it's going to be nice you know um for me just being a really routine guy that uh it'll be good going into this next game, having a full week of practice and prep. Again, that finish was so dramatic. Over the next four games, what do you want to be able to show the Rams and, you know, 31 other yeah. NFL teams? Hey, it's like I said after the game. You know, that was such a world run right there, but I'm looking to get better each week. Um, you know, get get to a certain point of just being the best version of me and, you know, elevating this team uh, in any way I can and just being myself. So, um circumstances happened and now I'm here so I'm gonna try and make the most of it how much has this whole experience been refreshing for you as a professional quarterback um refreshing is an interesting way to put it considering how stressful the last week has been but uh no in the end everything does happen for a reason so I'm thankful for the group there is here just the communication and everything um, like I said those guys helped me get ready obviously talking with Sean having Matthew here and just talking with those guys just uh, it's really refreshing to see those guys just truly want to help me out. Um, that That's a good thing. Baker Mayfield talking about his experience so far with the L.A. Rams. Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Even though the Packers, again, are struggling this year at 5-8, and eight, obviously lost Devontae Adams uh, to the Raiders. We thought it would be a little bit different with this re- receiving core for Green Bay, but they've been getting a little bit better, no doubt. But A-Rod, uh, Aaron Rodgers, was asked about Baker Mayfield and said, you know what, he was pretty impressed with what Baker did in his first game as a Ram. For sure. I said on Pat's show, I don't think he's been in an offense with kind of this family of terminology. So for him to come in and figure some things out was pretty impressive. Now it helps he's played a lot of football and, and started a lot of games. But still, you know, you got to remember all the, you know, all the word changes and cadence and the adjustments and the cans and uh, it's pretty impressive for him to go out there and and execute especially in the fourth quarter um, like that uh, to win a football game all right so monday night football the rams going to lambeau field to take on aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers okay i'm here at riverwind we've got parker back in the brown o'haver studios we'll get some texts in uh, before we get out of here keep those texts coming in 405-651 3439 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. But when we get back, we'll go to our Riverwind Casino hotline for our Friday chat with OU Insider Brandon Drum talking what else Sooner football recruiting. That's coming up next right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref.
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. How we doing? Friday, you got to be doing great, right? Man, I people here at Riverwind are awesome. They, they just brought me a Christmas gift. It's a really nice box, too. It's one of those, if you had it in your home, you would be shaking it to know want to know what was inside. I'm not going to open it yet. Justin and company just brought it over. Uh, with a nice card attached. I am going to wait and open this with my wife. But uh, can't thank Riverwind enough. They're, they've been so good uh, to the ref and uh, so good in the community. Chickasaws have been. And uh, thank you. All i got to say is thank you. I'm, I'm not sure what's inside, but I'm very excited to tear into it. But I'm going to wait till my wife can see because it's uh, it's for the family. Okay. Uh, Brandon Drum, OU Insider, 247 Sports, and uh, obviously OUinsider.com joining us. Brandon, five days away as we uh, talk to you on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, five days away from National Signing Day. Yeah, Mike, Uh, we we actually uh, don't have Brandon yet. Brandon has proven elusive to reach via the uh, Riverwind Casino jackpot line. You could have done a branded impression. I right could have there. done a branded impression. I would have figured out. A, I would have had to figure out a way to put my voice through like a phone filter. But <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, hopefully we'll make a connection with Brandon. Just let me know, and uh, we'll jump into that. So, a uh, couple names, and I know you got to be looking at the phone, but a uh, couple names I want to throw out there. If you have any updates on portal prospects, any news on the linebacker? Out of Oregon, Justin Flo. Yeah, it looks like he's headed to Arizona. Okay. Uh, did we talk about Philip Webb, the LSU linebacker, the other day? I haven't he heard a ended ton up- on him. I do not know. Uh, do not. I, however, I do know that there is, and this may be the case for multiple linebackers, but I do know that there is one linebacker in particular that is not yet in the portal. Where if he were to get in the portal, OU would pretty immediately be the front runner for him. That's about as far into detail as I can go with it because I don't like to name names with guys who haven't hit the transfer portal yet. But uh, OU is going to have their bases covered at the linebacker position. Okay. Uh, so, and we knew, uh, you know, over 90 minutes ago that Braylon Presley again uh, made his announcement for the University of Tulsa. And a great get for Kevin Wilson of the Golden Hurricane. Also tells me uh, there probably wasn't as much interest in Braylon Presley from Oklahoma's end as some people may have thought. That would be, you know, uh, my thought. But uh, And you still think Trace Ford is a really good possibility for OU? I do. I do. Really like where OU stands with Trace Ford right now. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else we need to get into. Who else? Do you think the Sooner fan base should be thinking about in terms of portal possibilities? I know everybody's thinking about Peyton Bowen, thinking about Cecilia Kana down the stretch with five days left before signing day. But what about uh, a few more portal names that you think could be prominent? Uh, As far as portal names, man, I think we've hit about all of the portal names over the course of this show. Um, One guy that we have not talked a lot about that is going to be visiting OU this weekend uh, is Marcus Strong, defensive lineman out of Union City, Florida, or Union County, Florida, excuse me. Uh, that looks like the guy that uh, OU is going to have a chance to score down the stretch here. Uh, 
with the official visit right before signing day because, look, it, it, it doesn't look like OU is going to be able to overcome the lead that Texas A&M has built and the rapport that Texas A&M has built with DJ Hicks and his family. So uh, the backup plan, the contingency plan, then becomes a guy like Marcus Strong who missed his entire junior year with an injury but has been very impressive to this point in his senior year and picking up north of 20 FBS offers. So if OU can close on Marcus Strong, that's another guy that you can add to this class. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, and, uh, you know, we've talked about this fact, and I know that uh, there, there's a little more concern out there with the Oklahoma fan base with Peyton Bowen right now because, again, you know, a lot of people thought, well, maybe we were going to get the announcement last night, you know. Uh, maybe we'll still get an announcement uh, perhaps uh, tonight, maybe Monday before signing day, or maybe it goes all the way down to signing day. But, uh, again, if the Sooners add just Peyton Bowen, that would still get Oklahoma to number three in the class rankings. Just to Peyton Bowen, um, I believe it would. You know, well, so deciding Texas, on OU. Texas just got a commitment from Anthony Hill yesterday, five-star linebacker. Didn't Ooh. Ryan. So that uh, there you Peyton go. Bowen would move Oklahoma up to four. And then if you add to Celia Kana, that would probably vault the Sooners past Texas if they get Bowen and Akana. Offhand, yes, I think Akana would put you over the top at number three, even with Texas landing Anthony Hill. I don't know. I haven't run the numbers. But, yes, I, I believe that should be enough to get OU there. There you go. All right. Uh, why don't we just get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? If we can't get Brandon today, that's fine. We could do uh, – I'm sure he's busy uh, talking with somebody or something's going on. Uh, 405-651-3439. 405-651. 651-3439. Let's go to the text line. We had a listener in the 405 ask, I might have missed it, but have you mentioned Jacob Snyder from Bixby that committed via PWO offer as a wide receiver? No, we didn't. He committed right around 1130 this morning. Jacob Snyder from Bixby. Yes, the Bixby pipeline is open, Steely. It is open for business. The Sooners officially have a Bixby Spartan in their class yeah um you know and you think about uh what's going on with luke has down the stretch he had been with arkansas what's happening i think he signs with arkansas right now i know alabama's been trying to flip him i know he was briefly talking again to oklahoma i don't think much will come of that i think he does stick it out and sign with arkansas yeah, particularly uh, since the Sooners, again, are bringing back uh, Austin Stogner, which is, uh, I-, I think, a really good situation for Oklahoma. All right, 405-651-3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Let's get a few more in. Uh, how good is that five-star linebacker that Texas got? Uh, Anthony Hill is very good. Very good. Formerly committed to Texas A&M decommitted in October, and once he did, it became apparent that he was going to end up in the Longhorns class. And so it is. Uh, somebody says, how about Hicks and Vosick? Okay, that must be a troll. Uh, Kyrie Jackson, cornerback, formerly of Alabama in the portal. Yep, that's and we've talked about him. Uh, somebody to watch, definitely because of the relationship with Jay Valai, in addition to his interest in Oklahoma out of high school. He attended the Sooner Summit with Caleb Williams back in the summer of 2020. So that's a guy with some familiarity as well as the relationships there at Oklahoma. Um, 
from the 314. Steely, former insurance guy here. Your rates cannot go up based on a comprehensive claim. Not at fault. Regarding the deductible, yes, you are screwed. Yeah, the uh, situation, you know, I appreciate you saying that. And, and I kind of thought, is that the case? But thank you for saying that. Thank you. I'm just doing a sports show. That's just the tree, and those are the uh, the prizes. Any question, guest services will have it for you. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Good to see you. We're doing right. uh, uh, where. <laughs> What, what was that? Exchange? He was asking me. He was asking me where some of the uh, machines were that he wanted to play. So, are you wearing? Can a you name tell tag? me where? Sir? I am just wearing. You know what I'm wearing? I'm representing the Augusta National Golf Club. Yeah, you are again today. And he, a gentleman, came up and said, "Where are such and such machines?" And looked at me like I should have the answer, and I just directed him to guest services. So, well, that's good to know. I, I the deductible, yes. I was very hopeful, you know, that the rates wouldn't go up, but I, I was just worried. I was very worried. That's all I'm saying. I just don't want to be sitting somewhere and have somebody back into me and leave their car paint all over mine and then drive away. And, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be this upset about it. But I was like, what? Who does that? People do that. That's who. Okay, um, 405-651-3439. It uh, doesn't look like we're going to get Brandon on today. I'm sure he's out somewhere doing what he does, and maybe he's in a place where there's no cell service. Uh, that happens occasionally. Not a big deal. But uh, why don't we take a timeout right here, come back, one final segment from Riverwind. We will get to as many texts as we can and hear from uh, BV on the importance of this bowl game for Oklahoma and Florida State coach Mike Norbell as well. That's next here on The Ref. We are back one final segment here from the one and only uh, Riverwind Casino Parker. I uh, I peaked. I uh, I looked at the present during the break. It wasn't wrapped so it's not like a, I had to tear into it. It's it's got a box that you can open and I looked in and this Okay, we got some Riverwind OU caps. We've got a, a dozen Titleist Pro V1s. We've got some uh, other cool uh, Riverwind Christmas ornaments. We have some Riverwind wine. We also have some wine from Switzer Family Vineyards. So we got wine from the king and some gift certificates in here. It's it's really nice. want to thank the people here at Riverwind Casino. Thank you very much. I, uh, I, I only play the Pro V1s on non-water holes because my balls tend to go in the water on the golf course in my older age so all right uh, are you uh what would you put your level of fired up at for the cheese it bowl with oklahoma and florida state parker on a scale of one to ten 
Uh, oh boy, uh, like a like a four, I guess. I mean, I was going in that range too. Yeah, I'm excited for football. I'm not excited for the Cheese It Bowl, especially because I would not take Oklahoma to win this game. I would pick Florida State over the Sooners. Yeah, and based on who's not going to play for Oklahoma, obviously, that's why Florida State, last I saw again, was still a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, let's hear, though, from Sooner coach Brent Venables on still the importance of this bowl game for Oklahoma. You know, this is an opportunity to continue to build your team, uh, try to create momentum, improve, uh, develop confidence, uh, certainly be on a stage where you can continue to sell your program and the vision uh, to both uh, your current players and certainly, you know, recruits uh, that will be watching. Obviously, this will be just a little over a week post-signing uh, day for, you know, a good group of guys. They'll be signing in the early signing period. You know, give them a, a snapshot of something to look forward to as well as they embark on their careers, you know, here in January. So, you know, can it uh, be a springboard for, for both programs? Certainly, um, again, great, great opportunity to tradition-rich programs, and, uh, and, again, going to be a great challenge for our guys. There you go. That is uh, Brent talking about the matchup of Florida State. Mike Norvell, the head coach of the Knolls, that looked for a while like uh, Mike Norvell was not going to be the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles very long because they had some issues, but they stuck with him. And this year, 9-3 uh, and three for FSU, and uh, it's going to be a lot different for the Knolls in this game because the Sooners – are going to be without, again, their two starting tackles, without their best running back, uh, without Jalen Redman, uh, without a bunch of guys in this game that made plays for the Sooners uh, during the season. Not so much the case uh, for Florida State. Here's Mike Norvell. He says he expects almost uh, all of his guys to be ready to play. You know, everybody's, everybody's here and working, so, um, you know, I'm not – I've not had anybody say they're not playing yet, um, you know. But you know, we'll see how we'll see how all that goes. Um, you know, we've had guys that you know I didn't even ask what they were doing yet, and they've already declared that they're playing. So I, uh, we'll, we're going to prepare these practices leading up. Is I mean, it's it's all focused on us, and uh, you know, that's what I, that's what I like. That's what that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, I've got a lot of guys. You know, I would expect a high majority of our team to be be ready and to participate in this game. I did not realize Mike Norvell sounded like that. I know. That, yeah, I was kind of. If you'd asked me what Mike Norvell sounded like, I would not have guessed that. Whatever that was. Yeah. What, what did he, who did he sound like? That reminded me know. of something, he, someone. I know he does sound like somebody. Maybe the text line can help us out. But, yeah, um, you know, I don't know. Parker, does it, does it make any difference that the Sooners, you know, if they don't get this done and they're not favored to get it done, they're going to finish below 500. And uh, people are talking about, well, the extra practices are huge, uh, you know, and you're still going to a bowl game rather than sitting at home, that kind of deal. Um, but that would put Brent again at 6-7 and seven in his first year. But I do believe, based on where they are right now, that the, uh, the situation getting the extra practices is bigger, bigger than anything, I think. Yeah, no doubt, and this team needs it. This team needs as much practice as they can get. By the way, some news, some pertinent news that broke earlier today. The NCAA has approved a waiver such that bowl games aren't going to count towards the four games that a player can participate in and still maintain a red shirt. 
So Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So that opens things up, uh, most specifically for Kobe McKenzie, who had already appeared in four games at this point in his true freshman season for Oklahoma. So now he'll be able to play in the bowl game and get some run without worrying about burning his red shirt. And you'd imagine that that certainly opens the door for the vast majority of some of these younger guys to get more action uh, or to get action in this bowl game when maybe that wasn't the plan just because now you don't have to worry about those limitations. Uh, on the text line, somebody said Norvell sounds like Joe Pesci. Somebody says he sounds like Mickey Rooney. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rooney. I wasn't expecting Mickey Rooney, but okay, yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the coach on Waterboy, uh, Joel Osteen. Man, y'all are good. <laughs> Joel Osteen. <laughs> One listener said he sounds like a former host on this station. Um, oh, man. Whose name I will not mention. Uh <laughs> Uh, so they said, sounds like Matt Rule. Somebody said Chris Peterson, Shane Beamer, Sean McVay. Some people are making the parallels to other coaches in the profession. Some go, <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh. Let's hear uh, five seconds of Mike Norvell again. Let's see if it is Joel Osteen. Okay, here we go. Here's Mike Norvell again. Y'all can decide who he sounds like. You know, everybody's, everybody's here and working, so um, you know, I'm not – I've not had anybody say they're not playing yet, um, you know. But you know, we'll see how it, we'll see mm. how that goes. Uh, you know, we've had guys that I'm not know, hearing Joel Osteen. I think there could be some uh, playing, so I, uh, maybe some Mickey Rooney in there. But that's a really old reference. But maybe uh, Jonah Hill, man, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. You <laughs> know what we said, dude. Somebody said Dabo with ahead. RSV. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. You know what we need to do? Let's do this one more time before we close it out so we can leave the, you know, this portion of the program with Sooner fans feeling good. Let's go back to 1981 again. Oklahoma, they're 6-1 and one in their career series with Florida State. Including, now, everybody remembers the 2000 National Championship, but if you're as old as me, 1981, second straight year, the Sooners were playing Florida State in the Orange Bowl. They won the previous year 24-7. to The next year, it was much more of a what Barry Switzer used to call a tight fit with Oklahoma winning in the uh, last minute on a two-point pass from J.C. Watts to see if you remember his name. Here it is. Welcome to Miami and the 1981 Orange Bowl. The Seminoles of Florida State, the Sooners of Oklahoma. They're not going for any one point. Final that. There you go, J.C. Watts to Forrest Valora. That was in the last minute and a half of the game. FSU actually tried to kick about a 60-yard field goal at the gun that came up short. Sooners win the game 18-17. to A little bit of Sooner magic right there in the 1981 Orange Bowl. All right, we got to get out of here. want to thank Riverwind. Don't forget the 20K Holidays on Us promotion. Get out of here, play any of the electronic gaming machines, rack up those points on your wild card. On uh, Christmas Eve at 5 p.m., they'll name the top 10 point accumulators. And if you're one of the 10, you're going to win a grand prize bundle 
that's really nice, believe me. And New Year's Eve, $165,000 in cash and bonus play up for grabs. Let's get locked in up next. We'll see you.